Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hour off and rolling on Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. It's Wes and Walker. Feel free to text in the Garage Door Guru text line 704 570 9610. DJ Skinner wrote in Deviled Eggs are made the same way as potato salad. Literally. See, I thought there were some similarities. I get it, but it's just different, man. It's just different putting the potato salad in a bowl rather than in. Yeah, this, I guess like, if you do the mustard-based potato salad, I guess it's made the same way. Yeah, but not the mayonnaise-based. Sean, the Tar Heel fan, said, "Fitty, go jump in the Catawba River for your potato salad take." Big Cat Dan, whose potato salad is Fitty eating? LOL. Eight oh three. Fitty sounds like a dude who only eats chicken tenders and fries. <laughs> Fitty is losing the deviled eggs and potato salad debate. You did have people on your side. There are people telling you that deviled eggs are better than potato salad, but it does seem like potato salad is the winner here. Yeah, Wes, you didn't have it on your list. Where would brats fall if on, on fire? Brats was fizzle? on my original list, but I felt like I needed to do some more sides. So brats would have been straight fire. Okay. If you, I think brats, if we did tailgate, brats might need to be in the And that's five. what I thought, too. I, I was thinking brats is, people do do them at Cookouts, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but I look at that as more of a tailgate staple. Man, when you bring the brats to the tailgate and you cook those things in a whole bunch of beer, those things are amazing. And I like like the brown ale stuff in it, or you know, like a yingling is a good cheap beer to put in with the brats. I like mine a little crispy, too. Yeah, brats are so good. They are. I slept on them for a very long time. Now, if we did <laughs> Willie P's cookout list, it would be brats, hot dogs, Vienna sausage. Oh, dude, he had sausage a, and peppers. He had a worse list. Yeah, Vienna sausage. Did he really? Well, yeah. no, he didn't. I was, oh, I was about to say some boy. of that fabricated, some of that real. <laughs> I will tell you, Willie P. I'm just, I'm just clowning. The the list was worse today. Yeah, they, today they drafted sports movies. Let me and, look up the list. And he drafted Little Giants. He started off with Major League, so I thought he was going down a good path. Okay. But he had Little Giants, Ali. Uh, that was his last pick was Ali, right? Yeah, I've got the list right here. Yeah. So in the sports movies draft that they had on Mac and Bone earlier today, Willie P's picks were Major League as his first selection, Happy Gilmore second. Hey, I don't have any problem with those first two picks from Willie P. Little Giants third, Ali fourth. Mm. I have not seen Ali all the way through. Me neither. I haven't seen. Is that bad? I have. I've seen it. Is it good? Oh, yeah. I mean, Will Smith playing Ali is a ton of great actors in there. It's, it's really good. Okay, so this one's fine. You don't have a problem with this list. No, though. I have a problem with the list. Oh, Little John, <laughs> which one? I mean, pretty much all of it. And I love Major League, though. Major League's one of my favorites, so I can live with that. The rest of it, though, hell no. Have you seen Happy Gilmore Does before? He have a, yes. He said hell no. I don't like, I mean, Happy that movie's just super silly. It's, it's a two Americas thing. It's right. it's it's two Americas thing. What you got? And I embrace fully of what that is. <laughs> I can't help it. I love Happy Gilmore. What was Gilmore. the fifth? Did he have a fifth? No, just the four oh, picks. Yeah, no, so it was Major League, no, no. Happy Gilmore, Little Giants, Ollie. Those I'd are... have to know what everybody else picked, All but right. even still, I'm not. All right, so let's just, let's just go down this road then. Max said. The hell with the thing. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I want to argue about this. Please the tease. 
please yourself. All right, Mac, that was weird. Mac WFNZ wrote in on Twitter. You can go to get this list. Hoosiers, Caddyshack, Miracle, Bull Durham. Those are his four picks. Hoosiers, Caddyshack, Miracle, Bull Durham. T-Bone, I can see Wes's face. T-Bone's picks were Rocky, A League of Their Own, Remember the Titans, and Sandlot. He won. Sandlot yeah, is the best I thought he had pick. the best. I thought he had the best list, but th- there were a lot of omissions there, man. So many. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only 12. And it's right? all in what you like, yeah. you know? But I, I, and I, want, I was waiting to hear Rocky. So, yeah, so I, I was glad to hear that. So Bone got Rocky number one, League of Their Own two, Remember the Titans three, Sandlot four. I think Sandlot is the best value pick in this entire draft. I, I would have contemplated making it my first round selection. There's so many, man. I mean, there's so many. So it's all on what you like, obviously. But I think it's my opinion. I mean, I probably I would have had blue chips in there for sure. No Coach Carter. (laughs) Coach Carter probably needs to be in there, I guess. Yeah, it needs to be in there. I love Friday Night Lights. I don't like blue chips. I'm sorry. I love Friday Night Lights. But but blue chips was so ahead of its time. But but it was also it, it was. It was ahead of its time in including athletes, maybe, but not even really. No, but the storyline, like, the storyline was dope. Oh, no, we've been talking about... We've been been talking talking about it, but there hasn't been a movie made about it, and it was loosely based on a true story, if I'm not mistaken, but when I was a kid, I didn't even know anything about that when I went to see it, that 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 type of stuff happened. I mean, but Shaq, Penny, come on, man, the basketball scene... What about He Got Game? Yes. Should he that got, definitely would have been in mind. All right. Denzel was awesome. I love the actual filming of it. Like, we can all agree Ray Allen wasn't very good, right? I thought for what it was asking of him, I thought he did a good job. I thought Rick Fox was better than Ray Allen in his little <laughs> tiny sliver yeah, I think, of I mean, but it's, I mean, it's so hard, though. I mean, I get it. I mean, you got Moneyball, Talladega Nights, if you want to go silly. I mean, Jerry Maguire. Here's a good question. Is un- we, we always have the whole diehard Christmas movie. We'll do that in about six months or whatever. But is Friday Uncut is Uncut Gems a sports movie? Yes. You think so? Yes. Unquestionably so. What about you, Fiddy? Have you ever seen Uncut Gems? And I is it a sports not. is it Uncut a sports Gems movie? Was great. I need to take that to the text line because it's all about Adam Sandler just not being able to figure life out. Just it's just a whole bunch of problems all the way through. It's definitely worth it. It's, I can't think of a more anxiety inducing yeah. movie that I've ever seen than that. So now let's let's steer the conversation this way. Athletes that did the best job acting in their movies or TV shows because KG is 100% up for this award. KG and Uncut Uncut Gems fantastic. But he was KG though. I mean, like what? What did you see in that movie that you feel like would be different from the real Kevin Garnett? He talked and the mannerisms, everything. That was KG to the fullest. But he nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, be Kevin. All right. But he was I great. But but he was great. He was good. It. No, no doubt about it's it. It's a good point. Did you know that Kobe was supposed to originally be who Adam Sandler wanted? I do in that think. Movie? I, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Well, and what's funny, KG was an original. Um, was a guy that they originally might have gone with, and he got game. But it's just all about like trying to make a big guy. It's harder to like make a big guy look awesome in yeah. some of the you know he got game type of skill. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many sports movies though. It yeah. just wouldn't have been the selections I would have made. But 
It's a ton. It's hard. I, I do think T-Bone wins. I think Sandlot, the best value pick. Remember the Titans. It's uh, it's just such yeah, a solid movie. It's fan And Rocky, you know, Rocky's the only one to have any kind of Academy Award, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah, I'd, I think T-Bone has to win this one. Um, Happy Gilmore, though. I respect it. I love Happy Gilmore. was <laughs> in there 100%. Let's actually get to the conversation with Did Tease. Bryce Young. We're having conversations about whether he'll actually sit at all at the beginning of the season, or if you just expect him to be QB one as soon as they take on the Atlanta Falcons. Now I expected that he is going to start right away. We went through Mike Clay's projections. He was discussing if you're drafted first or second overall, most likely you're going to go ahead and start at the very beginning of the season. But Wes, hypothetically, if he did sit out just a little bit, how long would you have him sit out? If, if that was the route you wanted to take, would you go until Andy Dalton started to struggle? Would you just have it already baked into the equation? Nope. He's coming in week three, week four against this opponent because we think he's going to be able to just kind of dip his toe in the water before he dives on in. What is the best scenario if they do sit him out at the beginning of the season? Um, I trust the offensive line. Andy Dalton would have to have a horrific, horrific game to put him in. Other than that, I would probably go by the old adage of week four, see where I'm sitting at after that. Am I, it would take me at least two games below 500, two to three. And then I say, all right, let's put the kid in. I think at that point you're pressing though, right? And if so, you put him in two to three weeks, I mean, two to three games under 500. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you, at that point, then, you know, well, I guess, are you saying, are you throwing in the towel? I guess is what you're saying. Are no, you pressing on that? No, I don't think you're in the towel. I don't know. I just think. Yeah, maybe you're not pressing as much. The only time you'd be pressing is if you're down so big at a game. I mean, you still have to have a nice game plan coming in every single week. So I guess I get your point. Because if we're going to so. be a losing team, I'd rather be a losing yeah. team and see what my rookies got. I, I think, too, both of us are kind of trying to figure out what it would be when, in the end, you and I both want him starting week one. Sure. I don't want Andy Dalton starting week one. I don't one. expect anything less. I want Bryce Young starting week one. And I think a lot of people do, too. There are times to sit a rookie QB. And we kind of went through some of those situations because we can go with the Rams having Jeff Fisher as their head coach. Jared Goff goes number one. Carson Wentz goes number two, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes a while before Jared Goff actually starts. But remember, that offensive line was as bad as we've seen in a while. It was awful. Remember, Todd Gurley had a great rookie season next year. He just can't get any running room whatsoever or within the next couple of years of him starting his NFL career. And... He's just held in check every single game. And then Sean McVay comes over. Jared Goff has a great year. Todd Gurley is an MVP candidate, only second to Tom Brady, if I'm not mistaken. And then it really opens the offense up. But you don't have that situation here. We can go to Cleveland, where everybody was like, wait, why are you starting Tyrod Taylor if Baker Mayfield was so clearly better? As soon as he comes into the primetime game week three, they open up the Bud Light coolers after winning for the first time in like over a season. And... Actually has a good rookie season, and he's certainly, you know, started to fall off a cliff, did Baker Mayfield after that. But there's not many cases where you see a one or a two overall selection really sit, Wes. I don't think this is that situation here. If you still had a lot of work to do on the offensive line so your number one investment doesn't get destroyed, David Carr-esque, then fine, don't play him right away. But you've got a good offensive line. You have good enough weapons. You have a great coaching staff. The time is now. Ain't no reason to wait. The time is now to put Bryce Young on the field. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as long as the offensive line is good and he seems 
fairly competent, you have to go with them. And with what we're seeing already, yes, we know it's minicamp, but with him already having a good grasp of what the coaches want them to do in the playbook, I think that you have to go with them because I don't think it's going to be a significant gap, if one at all, between Bryce Young and Andy Dalton. Uh, you know what you're going to get from Andy Dalton. We know he's the security blanket if things go wrong like this we know. As long as Bryce Young comes in, and as I said, he just keeps continuing every day to confirm what the coaches think of him, you have to start it. All right, so we agree. We think it's it's right now, week one, I mean, even in preseason, right? Even in training camp, we're ready to see him as the starter sooner rather than later. Keyshawn Johnson of ESPN does not agree, though. Here he is talking about how Bryce actually needs to sit at the very beginning. I think he should sit a little bit, give him a little more time to learn, to understand the game. I don't know where this roster and this team is at, what type of team they'll have to be able to compete in the division. I know one thing, though, man, is, is you know, I don't want to be the – the bear of bad news or whatnot, but I, I got an opportunity to stand next to Bryce Young and talk to him <laughs> oh, at, no. the, at the rookie premiere here this past uh. week in Los Angeles. And that's the first time since high school I had a chance to see him. Man, the size alone just scares me to death. Mm. I want to see him learn, see what the NFL is all about, full speed. And I understand he played in the SEC conference. I get it. Everybody says, well, the SEC is the closest thing you get to the NFL. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. The NFL is the closest thing you get to the NFL. Oh, Key, there are so many different problems with that soundbite. What you want him to learn how to get taller? How's he going to learn that? You give me a coach that can teach somebody to grow. Right. And I will find you the best coach in history. <laughs> and get bigger. Put him on the Charlotte Hornets and make Scoot Henderson 6'6", so everybody stops worrying about him. Yep, unless it's Victor Conti, if you have him on the training staff. Remember him back in the day with Barry Bonds. If you yeah. have him, then yeah, there are some, he can get you bigger. Yeah, that's true, but maybe a little <laughs> bit wider. Maybe the net gets bigger, right. but you don't get any taller. This is I didn't hear anything about learning the process of what it takes to be in an NFL QB. Sure. All I heard after he said was, hey, maybe he needs to learn. Also, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but dude is short. Keyshawn's acting like he's got the scoop. Right. You think you're bringing that news to us? You don't think we don't? We don't think we know Bryce Young is short. Sure. You don't think he knows it? Are you kidding the Panthers? me? Panthers. Yeah. I hate to be the bear of bad. There were so many different problems with that soundbite. Key is entertaining. It was low hanging fruit. What are you doing? I think he needs to learn, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Bryce Young, not really all that tall. Right. Key, man. Really I, key. I appreciate it. Thank Dang. you. Because here I thought he was Andrew Luck 2.0. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I learned. The NFL is the closest thing to the NFL. Can we? Ha that is, That is world-class analysis. Key, man, I'm sorry. I just don't like the, the bear of bad news. It didn't make any sense. This is the thing real quickly before we move on. Bryce Young is celebrated as one of the smartest QBs we've had in forever. This is the appeal to start him right away. And this is a great point by a 980 number who texted in. We want to be a good team because, hello, we don't have our first round pick next year. Maybe that's not talked about enough, right? The fact that you have traded your first round pick to get this guy you have set your team up to win and make a push for the playoffs this year. You don't want your first round pick to be top five, top six. You want it to be in the teens and not allow Chicago to just continue to move up in the NFL draft. Right. It's a great point that we don't acknowledge enough. And 
you know, bringing in small QB, it doesn't mean that he can learn how to be taller. He's already really smart. He can play right away. Yeah, I mean, as you said, that was very just low-hanging fruit by him. Didn't offer us much there at all. Didn't say anything about the game or how it may speed up on him. The processing, he didn't say anything of value right there. It's just a take that you just taking a grain of salt because I think that it's not going to matter at all. The returns are already been good. Like I said, he's going to take hits. Defensive coordinators might go out of their way to do the extra. That's the really the only. That's yeah. really the only thing that worries me is defensive coordinators maybe saying, "Hey, give him a little extra sauce when he's out there, and then let's see if he can handle that." But other than that, I think he'll be fine. All right, seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. You can feel uh, free to. Put um put Keyshawn Johnson, I guess, down as some of the analysis came in, really had me scratching my head. Let's move on to the next segment. We'll reiterate the ACC revenue model plus Wes has some more rank radio content for us. It's my favorite. That's coming up next. Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, folks, to the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And Charlotte FC Major League Soccer is now in season, and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse. Coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line, only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. Don't forget to follow us. I haven't been hitting that up too much in a while. Follow us on social media. Check out the behind the scenes every day. It's growing more and more. We appreciate you guys checking out the shenanigans. Check us out. WFNZ Instagram, WFNZ Twitter, the Wes and Walker page on Twitter. You follow me, Wes Scott Range on Instagram and Twitter at Walker Mail on Twitter and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I was well. I was going to see if you got it right. Um, with the handle, <laughs> I was going to ask if you were disappointed that I did not have some graphic old school basketball T shirt. I was. I was going to play up on it though mm-hmm. and take a picture of you just in the plain T. Very plain, and, so, and then put that. Yeah, I've done some plain T stuff. I've done the graphic basketball tees. I will we'll let him see. It. I'll be having another tea public shopping spree soon because <laughs> it was so much fun. Just one picking all different players and then wearing them. So I got some for you guys soon. Yeah, we got to come with the heat. It might we might start up a war in here. Let me see. Uh, I might have to go in and find some obscure because that's the cool stuff when you find obscure players. Oh yeah. People were loving the Glenn Rice yesterday. Glenn Rice, yeah, that caught a lot of... That, I feel like people liked that one more so. And Finney was sitting here clowning me. Uh, 
I didn't understand why you were hating on Grandmama and Muggsy slash Minute Bowl t-shirts. That was weird, but you came in just hating on me big time. I think I'm carrying the weight today because I don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing a uh, UNC baseball jersey. I did notice. I guess oh. I just I like it. It's good. It was Dustin Ackley's <laughs> practice jersey back in the mid-2000s. No, it was not. You liar. It was not Dustin Ackley's practice jersey. You're telling me right now Big that you cap. have a, You lie all the time. You, this is radio fitting. You got to respond to me at some point. I'm just uh, I'm just embarrassed and ashamed you think I would lie. How'd you get it? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Stop everything. So from there, we talked about earlier the ACC revenue model. And so now the teams basically, in layman's terms, the teams who play the best, get the most Skrilla. So when mm-hmm. you talk about the Clemsons, the FSUs, Wake Forest, some of those teams that go to bowl games year in, year out, they get the most money. But who would we consider the top tier teams? Like who are you? Who do you think are going to be the teams that benefit from this the most equally? I guess we can change it up in that manner because it's also going to reward teams we can't leave out basketball for NCAA tournament appearances and the like. Yeah, so I mean – it's interesting because you have this ESPN top 25 future power rankings yes. over the next three seasons, mm-hmm. more so to college football, but then we can bring in college basketball as well. And so that's where the ACC was considered to have a down year. And it's not nearly as good as it usually, it wasn't nearly as good as it usually is. Right. But I do think that we still went too crazy with it, where we did have some of the teams missing out on the NCAA tournament that still, in my opinion, deserve to get in. So if that's going to be the case, then that's going to hold down some of the funds that a Clemson could have made basketball wise, you know, even a Pittsburgh barely got in. Right. And we actually like kind of the season that they had. Right. And so Pittsburgh, maybe not getting the benefit of the doubt in years to come, that is going to affect them. And so football wise, I think you would go with the usual suspects. Florida, Clemson, North Carolina is trying to get up there right now. We'll see about Duke in the Mike Elko era, although it's kind of tough to say that they're consistently going to be there. Even Cutcliffe did have the fall despite saving Duke football from what was maybe the worst program in all of D1 sports. That was really bad. And so now here we are where the Magnificent Seven were talking about meeting with attorneys. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who can really continue to gain revenue based off of their performance. And I know this is where kind of the future power rankings come in. Yeah, I think, though, when you look at it, as you said, the Clemson's FSU's. Now, FSU basketball has taken a bit of a hit. So when you look at that, that's going to be interesting to see going forward. North Carolina looks to be a bowl team uh, for the foreseeable future. And then you talk about basketball. They can get back on track. Duke combined as well. Miami as well with basketball having the success success that they've had. Under they got to get back there in football. Yeah, football. So I think they should be a bowl team, but this is a program that I would expect to at least be a bowl team going forward to where they'll be able to benefit uh, as well. But, yes, we did talk about that. And the main thing to take away when you talk about the future power rankings, and this is a list that's put together that's kind of a predictor of success over the next three seasons based off what you have now. And one of the jarring things in that was offensively this list that dropped did not include Clemson in the top 25, even though they went and got Garrett Riley. A lot of people think that Cade Klubnick can take the leap this year, but they were not in there. And so when you look at what the article said, said Klubnick could be positioned to lead Clemson at least through the 2025 season. 
If he struggles, though, they talked about Christopher Vazena, a kid that I like, but you could see in the spring game, clearly he was not ready, the number 42 overall prospect in the 2023 class. And so this is the, their quarterbacks that they talk about. And then as far as just the just Garrett Riley coming in, and they're saying that when you look at the quarterback position, the skill talent that's there right now, even bringing in a Garrett Riley and paying him over $2 million is not going to have this as one of the best 25 offenses going forward for the Clemson Tigers. So what do, what do you think about that? Does that mean, even with a good defense, that things are looking bleak in Death Valley for Clemson as far as college football playoff appearance? Bleak seems strong, but it's certainly not what it was in the late 2000s, in the late 2010s, right? Like, you get to the championship game – Four of the of five years, you win it twice in five years. You get there four times. It was nuts. And 2017 being the only time you didn't get to the championship game when you went 12 and two. Okay, so they went 10 and two in 2020. Clemson went 10 and three in 21. They went 11 and three in 2022. Now defensively, they're second in FPR for the future, right? So defensively, they're still showing an ability to recruit at a very high level. I think it was a monster move for them to get Garrett Riley this offseason. Monster move. I do, because there have been a couple of years in a row now where the number one criticism for that squad, if you remove it from quarterback play, it's been the lack of creativity in, pl- in play calling and just the offensive game plan not being up to par. Sure. So you lose somebody. I said Tony Scott, didn't I? I meant Tony Elliott. Tony yeah. Elliott. Go. I said Tony Scott yesterday. It's Jeff Scott. So it's understandable why you no, got them mixed up. No, no, I'm talking yeah. about Virginia, though, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right, but so you got I, Jeff Scott's back. Gotcha. So that's why you're getting them mixed up. Thank you. Thank you, Fiddy. Dynamic producer today. Got your back. Thank you, too. I appreciate that. I combined them. But two problems with OCs. Now you get somebody that everyone coveted. This uh, You steal them from TCU, who got to a championship game. Nobody thought that TCU was going to do that. And so I think that's a big-time move. Now it's just if Cade Klubnick can be a quarterback that is – Maybe maybe after in skill behind Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, and then Taj Boyd, but better than DJU and Kelly Bryant? Like, can we put him in that spot and that be good enough for Clemson to get to the college football playoff? Or does he need to be closer to a Taj Boyd? Um, I think when it comes down to beating the big dog teams that you're going to see, the Ohio States, the Just getting to a playoff. What about just getting to a playoff? Just getting to a playoffs with the ACC schedule. The ACC, it's when you look at the league this year, I don't think it's very strong. And then their non-conference isn't very strong either. So I think just getting there won't be the most difficult thing because of the strength of schedule. But I think when you talk about getting there, yes, he will have to be a guy that kind of, if you want to, on the low end, split the middle between all those quarterbacks, you can. But one thing that is interesting about this Garrett Riley offense is that Dabo has said the install has been going well, putting in that tempo and spread concept offense. But a lot of the receivers were missing time due to injury. You do have training camp to get that shored up, but that will be uh, interesting going forward. So I think, uh, and you also, the, the quarterbacks, they were ranked 20th as far as a uh, future. So I think right now, Clemson, if Vizena doesn't develop, I do think they're in trouble going forward. I've said that I don't think Kate Klubnick finishes his career in Death Valley. I think that job gets taken by someone, but I'm just not overall impressed with the skill talent that they're fielding. I do think that 
there's cause for concern in Death Valley. Well, and, and so much of the conversation last year was if they have to have the legendary QB in order for them to reach the college football playoff. Because you go back to 2017, that's when Kelly Bryant started so many games for Clemson. Uh, Clemson. You know, he played in 14, right? This was the year he had 2,800 passing yards, 13 touchdowns passing, eight interceptions. But we know of him as a better runner than he was a thrower. Then you get to 2018, Kelly Bryant's still the starter, but Trevor Lawrence is the guy that is really going to come in and make a huge difference for that squad. Kelly Bryant goes to Mizzou and, you know, has whatever year you want to put on that, right? Like, not phenomenal. Very pedestrian. Yeah. He's in the XFL, though. Yeah. Good for Kelly. (laughs) Cade Klubnick, can he be better than Kelly and then get you to the college football playoff? Because I do think you have almost the Kelly Bryant line. They had two losses that year. They also had a lot of awesome talent on that squad. That team was more talented outside of QB, right, than it was this past season? Oh, sure. Yeah. So so you had talent even helping them out. So I do think that if you're going to have give and takes, right, because if you don't have the Wilkins and the Dexter Lawrence and the crazy defensive line and Brent Venables even, right, not being the great defensive coordinator that was on that squad, you probably do need better QB play. So we're probably saying, all right, well, Kelly only got you two losses, played pretty well in, in the time that he was starting. Yeah, but we need better play from Cade to help counteract the lack of talent that you have at receiver and on the defense. So you probably do need something close to Taj Boyd-ish play, right, from Cade Klubnick. And I know oh, you don't really think— Taj Boyd played, and yeah, you're going to be talking about a national championship perhaps. But Taj Boyd, still the third best QB of the three that we talked Not about. Not statistically, though. Who rank, we've talked about this. No, I'm saying but Trevor, I'm not trying to start a debate. I'm no, just saying that Taj Boyd doesn't get his credit. Like he choked in big games, that's for sure. But statistically, Taj Boyd is a is a really good college quarterback. Him. He's not Trevor Lawrence and he's not Deshaun Watson. That's fair. From a talent perspective, yes. Well, and even a big game perspective, right? Deshaun yes, and, yes, and Trevor, yes. like okay. I don't there's so many different things you I'm not hating on Taj. I if I don't if I think he's not one of the best college football quarterbacks that we've seen in the last decades. Like, I don't think that's a slight. It's just, can Cade get to a Taj Boyd-like level in that neighborhood? Or can he be better than DJ? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if he gets to Taj Boyd level, then Clemson is going to be rocking and rolling. Because if if I'm not mistaken, I know Taj Boyd, I believe, is still number one in passing yards and QBR, I believe. I I think Sam Hartman came up a hair short of passing him in, in QB. I mean, not QBR, TDR. Um, he did pass him in passing touchdowns, but when you go back and look at Taj Boyd's stats uh, over his time well, at Clemson, he was ridiculous. He just in the big game. That was an <laughs> awful sound. I don't want to hear. Uh, people did say that he had, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. Okay, top five he's great. He's great. I just, oh, but but K doesn't. No, I'm trying to. Right. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kate Klubnick needs to be. In between that area, especially if you don't have those receivers, if you don't have that defense, mm-hmm. like the talent is not as good overall as it used to be. Yeah. And so Cade probably does have to balance the seesaw a little bit. Video you had some? Well, it's interesting. You, know, you, you want to compare Club Nick to Taj. The coordinator is also a big thing, too, because like Dabo brought in Chad Morris. They opened it up. They started throwing the ball around. They were scoring 38, 45 points yeah. a game. They may not have the talent that they've had the last couple of years. But that scheme's going to be upgraded. And getting Jeff Scott back in the room, yeah. he's not the play caller or the coordinator, I think it's going to help immensely. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. Like I said, I still think you need the Jimmys and Joes. You can have all the X's and O's all so, day. But, but the scheme got TCU to a national championship game. Yeah, how much improvement right, do you, you see from Garrett? You really slept on TCU. TCU had a guy that went in the what second round. The other kid went in the third round. The slot that was a, a monster. You talk about uh, Max that won all the these awards and well, stuff like that. Like well, they had a really good team. Well, but you're also hoping that Garrett might have had something to do with recruiting with those some of those guys. So yeah. if you're talking about a scheme and then they were able to get some talent offensively with TCU. Maybe he brings that over to Clemson as well. I do think it's going to be a pretty significant improvement. Their offense was not good the last couple of seasons. I think just as far as what you come to expect from a Clemson offense, I think you can say that it had been a down couple of years. I do think we're going to see some improvement with Garrett Riley and Cade Klubnick is going to be better than DJU next season. I feel pretty confident in that. Okay. So it's a anyway. great rebuttal. <laughs> no, I'm I just, just saying. I've, I've, I mean, I've said what I think about it several times. So but you just, guys expressing your opinion. We've, like, had, we've had this conversation. You think he's going to be better than DJU was last year? Mm. You don't think so? I'm not sure about that. I told you, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big K. Klebnik fan. I don't think he's going to be that much better than than DJ was um, last year. DJU put up some really low passing. He had some bad. He had some bad games, but you forget he was number one on my list for quite a few weeks because he did start the season out pretty strong. Oh, he had some nice games, but he didn't finish in the top five. No, he did. He did not. But I'm saying he had a lot of good games last year. And then real quick before we uh did, to put a ball on that topic, Wake Forest was 16th on the uh, offensive future power rankings. Talk about a team, Mitch Griffiths. I told you how good. I think he's going to be – Dave Carson said he had one of the best springs ever of Wake Forest quarterbacks. We know quarterbacks get in that offense and do work. Uh, Jamie Newman, before he left to go to Georgia, was considered a first-round pick. Sam Hartman, we know the records that he broke there. Now you enter Mitch Griffin and uh, Griffith with receivers coming back that totaled 165 catches, 25 touchdowns, 2,400 yards, depth on the offensive line, Justice Ellison at running back as well. So uh, it was a pretty good list, just something, some good fodder for us to talk about. But for now, let's get the last Fitty Flash of the day. It's all right to be a little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Uh, first off, mad props to Wes wearing a Clemson University t-shirt and then sitting here saying boldly that Clemson's not going to be what Clemson's been the last decade or so. That's, <laughs> Just a t-shirt, baby. You know, that, that it's an identity crisis. Um, <laughs> all right. Tonight, game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. Gabe Vincent's already been ruled out for Miami. How do you guys think this favors does this favor Boston forcing game six, or do you think the Heat go on the road and wrap this thing up? It's gonna be a tough one, I think for sure for Miami, but I just see them going in there getting the job done tonight. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler having won two games in Boston already, people are acting like this is gonna be a lot more of a violent environment. And I don't think it's gonna happen to the point where it's gonna affect Jimmy Butler. It's not like they were quiet in game one or game two and they were still able to get the job done Gabe Vincent not a slouch defensively but also I just don't think he's high enough up to have that be the deciding factor the numbers tell you otherwise in the pick and roll offense what are they you want to tell me (laughs) 
He's worth like two points of possession when they run their pick and roll stuff. But did you see the points per possession with the Cody Zeller, Kyle Lowry pick and roll? That's a problem if you miss one of those guys. Those are absolutely nutso numbers. When we come back, we close this thing down on this day in sports history. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. show was kind of wild man i like today's show we were all over the place we had some big old autograph text coming in we asked what's the best autograph that you have in your collection fitty would you say that it's the most amount of text messages that we've ever received we've had a lot of good days there but i couldn't keep up with all the text coming in it's definitely up there for, for Wesson Walker, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about WFNZ history. Well, it's not you, in our shows. History. You were on when Matt Rule got fired and the text line was pretty nuts that day. It was blowing up. Um, and may, maybe when Wright got hired, because that was that was us, too, that broke that. But we were Wesson Walker then, and that was a pretty nutso day. I, want, I would love to see what it looked like when Willie P was on the air for Kyle Bailey. And we saw Willie P break the news of the Panthers trade to number one. I would think that probably yeah. got a lot of text messages. I can see that. I get so, I, I get mad when we when we don't get the news. I feel like we break news as good as anybody in Charlotte. <laughs> like they should put us on television. Well, I was thinking about the sound of the other day. I was like, man, we haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> well, wait, we haven't broken. Well, what was the last time we broke any big news on this show? Was it the trade? It was Reich's hiring. We had Reich's hiring. Yeah, the trade deadline. Remember, now granted, we just kind of went a little overboard because we got all no, those. No, I love it. No, we didn't go hard <laughs> enough. Next. We're doing the same thing for free agency, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just got me so excited. Like, like, like whenever Theo Maladon gets a contract yes. extension, it's getting the sounder. Fitty, same thing, man. Same thing. <laughs> yes. I am so excited for that. I want to go too crazy. Do you think we have it in our company's budget? to spend for like a fog machine to bring in here and fire it off anytime there's a trade. <laughs> and I want second round trades too. That's what I want. Like I want cash considerations. Boom. Fire up the fog machine. <laughs> Noisemakers, throw them, baby. Bottle rockets, fire hazards, all of it. I want to see if we can dip into the budget just a little bit because we had a big company-wide meeting yesterday. I should have brought that up. It's like, hey, yeah. guys, we got NBA free agency about to happen. Do we want to make sure that we set aside a little chunk of change to make sure we do this thing right? Did y'all get a popsicle? <laughs> I, did I did not. Me I neither. wanted one. I wanted one, but I'm trying to be healthy, Walker. So I decided not to do it. Yeah, I didn't get one. Yeah, me neither. They had banana pudding. I'm shocked you didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about the raspberry. I mean, what was it? The blueberry lemonade one that they had. What? 
<laughs> yeah, they had a blueberry lemonade. That it, one that it, had me interested. Why didn't you get one? I just Man, by the time we got done, I had other stuff to do, and I was like, man, I'm just going to get out of here. I was over there scratching my neck because I wanted to get one so badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time well, since I've had some ice cream. You a cheap meal. I've been trying to be, I'm trying to be disciplined, man, Wes. Right, but you can have a cheap meal. I mean, I don't go crazy. I'm not eating quinoa, you know, 18 times a week or right. anything like that. But I'm making sure that I'm staying on the right I track. I and I wanted to make sure. The problem is, and I'm not kidding about this. This is the same guy that cannot put down a pint of Ben and Jerry's. If I open up the lid, it's going down. No, I agree with And it's all happening. Food, food is hard, man. For, for people out there who eat healthy all the time, I really commend them. I don't know how you do it. So if I were to have one Popsicle and they're free? You'd have been like Pookie in New Jack City. I'm bringing them home. And they cleaned him up. Then they went back up there. They tried to <laughs> put him in charge of the carter. And they say, hey, man, you... You got to watch this room. They came back up there. He was gone. I'm going to be the dude unconscious with a whole bunch of popsicle sticks all around my room. <laughs> right. And people are going to be giving me the defibrillator trying to bring me back to life. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a bad scene. And it'll be one of those sad stories that you see in some of those documentaries. R.I.P. Walker. <laughs> Banana pudding pops. It was just a little too well, tough hell, for him. can take in 600% of your daily sugar <laughs> intake per day, I think you'll be all right. That's true. That's no, true. No, Fiddy will outlive all of us. He is going. Yes. That's <laughs> how it'll go. He'll outlive all of us. He doesn't go to the doctor. Yeah. He eats whatever. It's all He'll overrated. outlive us all. It's he's, all he, He's got to do like Ocho versus Science was on I Am Athlete, Fiddy versus Science. I like that Fiddy and Chad Ochocinco have something so yeah. common. Because Chad Ocho, Ocho would love him. He swears that you can go to McDonald's every day and be the supreme athlete that he is <laughs> and be just fine. He yeah. said that your body gets used to all of whatever is in the fast food restaurant and you don't have to eat healthy because <laughs> then once you cheat, that's when the injuries come. <laughs> that's why Fitty's been so healthy. Ocho versus science used to be lit. I love it. Yeah, I love that Fitty is our Ocho. We should have Fitty versus science. That's what I'm saying. Fitty versus science. Can we figure out a Now, second? we've already had some some bad moments to go against his case with the throwing up and then after he <laughs> did the dunk on a four-foot goal when he was uh, dying. <laughs> this guy wanted to go to cookout after. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty gassed after a dunk on a three-foot goal. I, I'm going to make this joke, too, because he made it about himself on Charlotte Sports Today, one of the two times he's hosted in the last couple weeks. But this is also the same guy that will walk into the fishbowl upstairs and be out of breath yeah. and I'll be like Fiddy are you alright yeah man I just came down from the basement yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a long walk man you yeah. don't understand alright maybe if you throw up after moving a dresser maybe yeah. it's not quite the same as yeah. Chad Ochocinco alright right, Fiddy let's go to you take control Bam. here you tell us what happened on this day <laughs> in sports history not a whole lot uh, but I went to a story <laughs> that was uh, coming off of our visit to the mound on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. On this day in 1941, Ted Williams raised his batting average over 400 for the first time. Of course, he'd go on to hit 406 that year. And uh, I think for a show this week, we're batting 400. Okay. That's, I don't think that is good in well, radio. Well, if we put it in baseball terms, I guess we are killing it. Yeah, we are killing it, I guess. It depends on how you want to put that. Now, this leads us to a take that you had, Wes, disagreed with right at the beginning of the show. You said baseball is the hardest sport to play, but Wes ain't feeling that because he thinks you can actually be overweight and be awesome at it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, you got to be ready to play 162 times. It's the sport you travel the most. It's the sport with the less time off. 
They've got this line about to light up. They've got as <laughs> short an off season as just about any other sport out there. Like, I understand that it's you know you kind of stand around and stuff like that, but you stand out there for two and a half, three hours, 162 times a day. It's not as easy as people want to make it out to be. Pretty, but you say you quit basketball after the first day of tryouts and you threw up during said tryout. You Do you think up. you would have done that? during a baseball tryout because I don't think so. I mean, it depends. It depends on what the tryout was. The tryout for Standing my... out in the outfield for 30 minutes waiting on the ball to come. But you see, my basketball tryouts was we just ran what we called figure eights where we ran around the track and in the bleachers. That was that was the first week of tryouts. That's how we decided to cut the roster down. I got done and I threw up and I told my dad not going back tomorrow. <laughs> I know I'm not going to make the team. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I love the fitty <laughs> throw-up stories. Yeah, moving a dresser and doing figure eights at a basketball <laughs> tryout. No, thank you. No. All right. That'll do it for Weston Walker. It did lead me to a great text message question that I'll bring and open up this uh, show with tomorrow. So stay tuned. Tune in from 12 to 3, but also tune in a little bit earlier and a little bit later. How about 3 to 6 as well? The Kyle Bailey Show It's coming up next alongside Smoke Ludwig. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.